0: Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Slack. For companies all over the world, from the very small to the very large, Slack is where work happens. Create a team in minutes and get everyone on board. Slack gives you one manageable space in which to gather all the people you need to talk to, all the projects you need to keep tabs on, and with more than 1,000 apps seamlessly integrating into Slack, all the tools you need to get things done. Visit slack.com slash Silicon Slopes and sign up now to get $100 in credit toward a future upgrade. And now, let's podcast.
1: Every one of us should be afraid for our jobs, always. We always need to be innovating.
0: Welcome to the Silicon Slopes podcast. My name is Clint Bedds. On today's show, I sit down with the founders of Homie. If you live in Utah, you've seen their billboards. We recently invited the three founders of Homey to participate in a lunch and live recording of this show. Having watched this company from its inception up until today, it's been truly remarkable how rapidly they've grown and how quickly they've disrupted the real estate business in the state of Utah. I also just recently sold my house on Homey and would give it a five-star rating. And no, they didn't pay me to say that. They could have. They should have, but they didn't. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you my conversation with the founders of Homie. Let's start. Mike, introduce yourself and how this all began, and then just kind of come down the pipeline
2: here. Yeah, so uh, my name is Mike P. Um, Hustle, if uh, you want to call me that. That's my nickname. We all have nicknames at, at the office. So in 2008, I unfortunately had a really bad experience in buying and selling real estate. Um, Not only the process was really bad, 2008 is a huge financial crisis and unfortunately I was living in Las Vegas at the time and it crushed me completely. And what I realized is the barrier to entry or lack thereof um, for loan officers and realtors was very small and anyone can do it and be the professional. And then what ended up happening is, you know, I was guided to buy assets that probably I shouldn't have. I was young, ultimately my fault. Um, and then it just completely changed my life and, and crushed me completely, and, uh, and that's sort of where the genesis came from. And that was 2008, you know, and then with the emergence of Airbnb and Uber, I sort of started thinking more about the shared economy and how technology and those concepts could sort of scale big businesses. And I was lucky enough to get introduced to Johnny and, and Mike T and said, hey, um, I want to start a company. You have deep real estate tech background, and um, it's going to be called Homey. And they both said, I'm in and it all started in, what, spring 2005? Yeah, so 2015, yeah, not that old. I was gonna say 2005, wow.
3: Yeah, that would've been a long time ago, but yeah, so I'm Mike T. Um, I was at uh, Domo a while back, and then I hopped out of there to do a startup. I loved doing startups, and with a buddy, he convinced me to, to bounce out of there, and so we were working on that for a while. It didn't go as we liked, as some startups do, right? But we were spinning that down a little bit, and then one day I get a call from from John Hanna and he says, hey, you gotta meet about this idea. And uh, he didn't tell me much about the idea, he was trying to protect the idea. At first I was like, I I don't really like what you're telling me about the idea, but I'll do it anyway. So then I go over and learn about the idea and I'm like, "Uh, I want in, I want in. In my own experience, I bought homes and sold homes, done it myself, wasn't a terribly difficult experience and uh, was able to get through it pretty well and I thought, I want to do this. I want to do this. So we can apply technology to this. We can make it awesome. We can save people a ton of money. Sign me up. So here we are. I'm Johnny Hanna. I, uh, I knew this guy. He helped
1: co-found I just right up the road. So we were co-founders together back in, in 2003. So yeah, when, when Mike P. Hustle approached me, uh, again, the name homie, I use it nonstop. My wife hated that I used it so much. She's like, you're going to be at a company now, name that. So she was a little frustrated, you know, at first. But yeah, I think my experience with real estate is very similar. I had a couple buddies who were agents part time. I ended up my first home that I bought was with was with my buddy agent. And then when I sold it, same thing. I just I just went through him. But uh, it, this was right at 2008, so it wasn't selling. All the other homes were all these other townhomes just right by UVU is where I was, and none of them were 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 uh, selling. So. I decided to build my own website. I bought OremTownhome.com, and I, I put it online. It was just one townhome. It wasn't Orem Town Homes. You know, I wanted to be clear. Uh, but it was, you know, I, I then boosted it. I, I paid, you know, I did pay-per-click. I tried to, you know, get some SEO on it, and I found buyers pretty quickly, which was pretty cool, you know, and then, you know, talked to my friend and and uh, worked out a, a deal since I'm the one that kind of hustled and, and, and found the buyers. But, yeah, after... Kind of hearing about it, and and having worked at Entrada, we did real estate software for apartments. We helped people move into apartments. We helped them uh, lease online, where they they filled out the digital signature of a 36-page document. They had to buy renter's insurance. They had to get screened online. They had to go through all these processes. And if you think about that in comparison to the home buying process, you know, you have to get pre-qualified. So you got to get pre-qualified on loan with a mortgage company. You have to buy homeowner's insurance. You have to sign, now, digitally uh, with a real estate purchase contract online, almost identical to what, uh, you know, Mike and I were involved with in Entrada. So that's, uh, my background.
0: How did it go initially?
2: First three months of homey, what was that like? Convincing friends and family to sell their biggest asset was like the hardest thing ever. Right. Um, but that's how, you start, that's how we started the market, and it convinced my father-in-law, which is awesome. Um, and then a friend does it, and then you get to 10 transactions, and his brother kind of buys into it. And you kind of learn what to do, and then you build a product, right? And luckily, you know, Mike Tees our CTO, and, and build something, and, and we launched the product. And then little by little, you start getting a friend, referring a friend. Um, but we started with friends and family. In, in
1: a we office at a Harmon's in Draper, just right... Uh, on the top level there. So they have free internet. They had cookies that came out every day at 2 p.m. It was pretty awesome.
0: Harvin's is actually kind of the secret weapon that Utah's tech community has because a lot of people do that here at this Lehigh one now. It's a pretty good... I wonder if they realize that so many startups are starting inside of their grocery store. That, that it's the new Y Combinator. You just don't have to give up any equity and you get cookies at 2 p.m. What was raising money like? I remember Mike P. You coming in even before you'd recruited these guys, and you were hustling this thing. So it's it's great that your nickname's Hustle because that that fits very well. And you were talking about you know raising and um, th- this you know huge idea, which homie is a huge idea. Um, relative to some of these other kind of like B2B and kind of like SaaS uh, things. You know, if homie hits, this, this is a pretty big uh, swing and pretty big play. What was raising
2: money like early on? Um, it wasn't easy. I mean, it was definitely hard. Um, having these guys, you know, in the corner is a big, big deal, right? Because ultimately raising cash and I have a venture background, um, the team weighs hugely on that decision. Um, But it wasn't easy. You know, we we went to the valley for, I think it was, I don't know, maybe middle summer 2015. um, And we met with top tiers VCs, you know, all the big guys. And a couple of them were like, this is awesome. And you guys have done this before. You guys have some sort of domain expertise that, that makes this viable. Um, and then, you know, you sort of continue on a process, and then all of a sudden things just shut down, right? And then it was like, crap, you know, what are we gonna do? And, and, uh, I, I left a cushy job, so, uh, that was pretty hard. Um, but then you, all you need is one, right? All you need is one person to believe in the idea and the team and the market opportunity. Um, I had become really good friends with Sid Cromanhook, who's he's like a brother from another mother. Um, you know, Peak Pack Capital Partners are you know clients of Entrada, so they build a really strong relationship there, um, and we just bridged that gap. And that was you know September of 2015, and uh, and then we've been doing it ever since. Feels like it.
0: <laughs> what? has raising money gone so far, Johnny? Since that since that time?
1: Um, I I think it's i don't i don't think it ever gets easier, I mean, I think you get told no, like uh, almost every single time, but you know we we just you got to keep telling yourself it's it only takes one person but in in the whatever twenty year history of the internet, nobody has ever displaced the realtor ever, and so that 's where a lot of these guys come and talk to you, and they 're like no one 's done it are you you know you think you 're that cocky you know you 're that good to come in and do this and so you know, we we have to really go through the business plan. Luckily, you know, uh, Hustle's great at, at our business model. You know, I mean, any figure, any anything they they, they need to look at. You know, we've thought through. So it, it takes a lot of diligence before meeting with these guys. But I mean, I, we, we we've done hundreds of meetings. We're we're doing I don't know we, we're doing three days in in the Bay Area next week, and from from morning till the evening, we got meetings lined up for those three days. So we'll be doing it again the next week and probably the rest of our lives so but but yeah it's 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 a challenge
0: Mike T can you talk about like the product and how that's evolved since the very beginning
3: yeah um, it's, it's come quite a ways in the very beginning we were like what, what should we set down what should we build what should we build and and I built all by myself in the the closet under which these guys would shove pizza through the door just kidding but uh, but yeah it was just me at the time, and we built um, a really simplistic website that would show you a little bit about a listing, and then we had different different things you could do, um, and you could take a tour, or you could make an offer, or whatever, and, and those just fired us emails, and we would take those emails and go run as fast as we could to make it happen, uh, and that's where it started, um, but it's come a long way. Um, it still has a long way to go. You know, at this point, we've got you know, a, a pretty good experience around uh, looking for a listing and um, taking a tour. We built a, a fun tour experience where, you know, traditionally it goes, you know, from the, the the buyer wants to buy the home, they'll contact their agent, and then that agent contacts the other agent, and then they contact the seller. And then you have to go all the way back through again, and then you got to get everybody's schedules to line up and, you get to go see the home and so we built a tool where the buyer can just make a request directly and say I'm available at these times and then the seller picks one and they're done so out and back it works great in a situation where there's less representation than when there's more we also have a great contracting tool to help you put together an offer so many great things I mean when I think about our product and where I'd like to see it go one day I would love and I have said this a million times but uh, I would love to just watch somebody just drive through a neighborhood and see a house. And they're like, hey, let's let's go look at that house. And so they walk up to the front door, and they use their phone. They say, hey, I'm here with whatever homie, let me in. Maybe I'll Airbnb. They look through the home. Maybe the homeowner's there. Maybe they're not. I don't know, right? And then they look at the home, and then they get on the front porch, and they're like, should we make an offer? And... You know, right from their phone, why can't they just say, yeah, let's offer 350 right? Sure. Maybe by the time they get to their car, they've got a counter offer. Maybe by the time they get home, they're actually under contract, you know, and then a couple weeks later, maybe they close. Like, buying a home should just be like buying anything else. Um, it doesn't need to cost a lot. It doesn't need to be very, very expensive. When you move from one apartment to another, it doesn't cost you $20,000, uh, you know. So, I mean, there's home ownership, and there's a lot of regulation there to deal with, of course, but the experience can be really awesome it can be really simple Um, that's where we want to take it
0: you know who gets really nervous by hearing that real estate agents and I want to I want to talk about that and because that's kind of like the elephant in the room right Uh, to give you a sense whenever Silicon Slopes posts anything on Facebook we either get fantastic comments or most often no comments we posted this on Facebook and we got comments from real estate agents i was like are these guys mad at me are they like and real estate agents for whatever reason the obvious reason
1: don't like homie why um i'll take that one (laughs) the truth is we are real estate agents so there is a code of ethics that that you're not to talk badly about one another but clearly that, that that occurs on a daily basis against us but yeah, I mean, as, as Mike was just explaining about the product, buyers and sellers, we've had them meet, transact online without ever talking to any of our professionals. So we do have a bunch of software, but the software assists people and they can talk to realtors, real estate agents. They can talk to our lawyers. So we have a team of professionals that actually can hold your hand. But the truth is we've had several transactions where it's just boom, and we don't even know about it. It just occurs that is the inevitable future of this business and i don't think it's homie. i don't think it's anybody i think this is just natural evolution like every one of us should be afraid for our jobs always we always need to be innovating but no one's ever done this and, and we're having so much success here in utah and and thank you to everyone here in utah that's used us um, we're growing faster than any company that's ever tried this before and so that's where there's a lot of backlash. And it's it's pointed at us, but the truth is, all of you search on Zillow and Trulia for your homes. It's not us, Zillow and Trulia did that. and And thank you for doing that. That gave us access to what used to be private with the MLS that the agents had locked down. But technology pushed those companies to open it up and now we have it. And so we're just now stepping in, assisting with the rest of the transaction. It's natural evolution, but we get a lot of backlash because we're leading the charge there.
0: Yeah, we're doing this at an interesting time. And these guys aren't even actually sponsors, which we should change. But I, uh, we just sold our house. I, did, Me and my wife just sold our house on Homey. It was an incredible experience. I was blown away. Well done. And, yeah. Thank you. We, we, had, we had an offer, I think, within 24 hours. We had, like, backup offers. And some of that's like the real estate market is absurd in Utah, but it was unbelievable working with with you guys and your team and the platform. But real estate agents were calling me and texting me saying, don't use Homie," And you guys are having billboards run against you, which I actually think is super helpful. It's like they're paying for a billboard for you guys. Because everyone's like, oh, what's this Homie thing? Why is Berkshire Hathaway mad at us, right? It's always good when you have like a huge company like that mad at you. How does this all shake out? And what resistance are you getting, not just from real estate agents, but from like the real estate community in the state of Utah? I mean, this is super disruptive. I think you guys are one of the top real estate brokerages in the state already, right? And I wanna get to the mortgage piece a little bit later, but the
1: focusing on the real estate, how does this all shake out now? I'd be happy to take that too. Um, Looking at any business, so taking Entrada for example, we started out building websites for apartment communities and then we built a little portal for people to pay rent online and then we added renters insurance and then we added a screening tool and then we added revenue management then we added accounting software then we became a platform that was just a a one-stop shop every other industry is doing the same Amazon's taking over grocery stores you know I mean everybody is just creating a platform and then they're taking their user through that whole experience so, I mean, that's where it's going to shake out. Whether we do it or not is you know, up for debate, but it is going that way.
0: Here's a hard question. What do you say to a real estate agent? I mean, what should they be doing thinking? So, you know, So People who sell houses for a living, this is what they do. How should they be viewing Homey? How should they be viewing the future of their career?
1: We've had this discussion quite often. We are agents, we're hiring. So, if they want to evolve, they can apply. There's there's other tech companies out there. They can do that as well. But there's always going to be really top-tier agents. There's plenty of them out there. If you look at Redfin, I don't know if you guys know Redfin. They're a broker. They just went public. They own 0.6% of the market. 06 And they have a $2.2 billion market cap. And they're considering themselves a tech company. They, they still employ agents nationwide. They're hiring like crazy too. So if you want to join a, a tech Agency they're a, a good option. So I mean if you look at that 99.4% Still can be with traditional agents. It's just such a massive industry. So all the backlash and anything we're getting it's fear It's just fear based But in reality if, if you hustle like any of us if you hustle in any job, you're gonna get clients you're gonna do well and some people they want A white glove service where you do everything for those individuals and if that's the case you know go pay $20,000 to an agent and they're gonna help you out and they're gonna do a great job for you so I mean we're not anti agent it's just we're adding tech and we feel like if you want to search for homes on your own on Zillow Trulia if you want to uh, list we can get you on the MLS we can get in all the same places as agents can there's a little bit more work on your end but we still have a bunch of professionals that'll help you so it's just a different model but plenty of opportunity.
0: A few months ago, you started getting into mortgages. How long has that been?
2: We started April. And now
0: I believe, is this true, you're either the largest or second largest mortgage broker in the state of Utah? On the real estate side, we are. On the real estate side? Not on the mortgage side. How's
2: the mortgages going? Yeah, good, good. The conversion rates is starting to work. The thesis of of having the left arm feed the right hand is the real estate side and the mortgage side. So we generate our own leads, which is great, right? We don't have to go out there and build relationships with your traditional brokers. Um, we have that, and we have tons of leads. Now it's time to catch up and convert those leads, and it's been great. But that's a new thing, right? Because I remember early on,
0: there was no talk of mortgages, but this is a kind of a new avenue, not a pivot really, because you're still doing the main thing, but it's a new avenue to grab revenue. What made you decide to go into this,
2: this space? Um, it was a decision from the beginning. As Johnny mentioned, okay. you know, we, we want to build a platform, a one-stop shop that's not, it's always been in our business plan. The opportunity came to us a lot sooner than expected and the realization that we should do that now. Um, and obviously building great profitable unit economics and, and it's just, it's awesome. It's kind of easy actually, you know, nothing is easy. I probably said that a little bit too too kindly. <laughs> right, right. But the opportunity was just so, it's a natural progression and it came a lot sooner. Yeah, and and, uh, if you think about the mortgage piece too,
1: nobody knows how much you make in mortgage. That's that's never been transparent. We're trying to make it transparent. And so in addition to lowering real estate commissions, we're lowering loan officer commissions. So because we don't have to pay for brick and mortar stores, because we don't have to market the product, um, because we already are there with the client, we can just come in and undercut just about everybody on the mortgage side because we all get our rates from Freddie and Fannie. the government has standard rates they they deploy and it's just a matter of how well you operate as a company so we don't have all those additional expenses that traditional mortgage companies do that have to go hunt for their own clients we just tell our clients hey we're also a mortgage company if you want to use this you can if you don't cool but you should at least look at our rates and compare to what you have and almost every single time we will come in lower so that's our goal is to save not just the thousands on the real estate brokerage side, but also on the mortgage side and also on the title and escrow side, insurance, that's that, that whole platform. So that was the business plan.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, so is next title, is next you know, appraisal,
2: I mean, the, all, all these different, I mean, there's quite a few more things to add to the platform, right? What's next? I think we're going to hyper-focus on the real estate side and the mortgage side. We want to deliver and delight our customers as best as we can and just get that, that flywheel humming, right? So we can take that model and expand to other metro areas uh, before we tack on more. Home insurance, 100% of people have to bind, you know, when they get a mortgage, 100% of people. In theory, that should be 100% conversion rate, right? Obviously, people have preferences, et cetera, but it should be high. Um, but we don't want to distract you know, the, the, the Mobro side, the mortgage brokerage side. So we'll stick with those two for a little bit. So you've done really well in Utah. Um,
0: Really, again, you're like one of the top real estate brokerages. I'm sure you're climbing on the mortgage side. You did something in Las Vegas. I can't remember what it was, maybe like a soft launch there. When do you guys go outside of Utah and really start expanding this thing?
3: Well, we did, we did go to Vegas for just a short time. We did do a soft launch, and then we thought we, we sat back and we were like, "Well, let's take on mortgage." We were going to go bigger in Vegas, but we decided not to to take on mortgage. Um, we have a few things we, we want to nail down really well, uh, and then we're going to go to more markets. We've got there's a few product things we want to nail down. We want to be uh, more of a marketplace for all of the listings, not just the homey listings. Uh, we want to we build, we want to build a really awesome experience around that uh, once we get those things nailed down, get our processes in place around uh, the leads converting um, then off we go we're going to pick an area and we're going to hit the gas we're pretty confident that uh, with the similar marketing strategies we've used here that we can have success in other markets as well um, because we've we've opened Johnny has said this before we 've opened markets here. You know, at one time we were really heavy in Salt Lake County and Utah County and we thought, we thought, well, we should probably try to take on Davis County in a little more deliberate way. So we did and there was a great response. Um, so we're pretty confident once we get out of this area that people everywhere are going to want to save money on their real estate transactions. So
0: Is there any worry that like Utah is like such a unique and kind of perfect place to launch something like Homey that when you start going out, uh, that maybe it's not as receptive and just to give you an example on that and i want you to talk about this is like ksl.com right that does not exist in most other markets and you guys have this amazing partnership with ksl homes that you should talk about whether how that's worked and and all that type of stuff but most other ecosystems most other communities it's like craigslist is their ksl.com right and so first talk about the ksl.com thing and like how do you because it's been a unique marketing strategy specific to Utah with KSL, it feels like being a big piece of that at least early on. How do you you know market it to these other communities
1: without a KSL? Yeah, the uh, the most success we've actually had is from social media. So, yeah. I mean, if we stack everything up, KSL's not the highest on the list. Although we really we love working with them; they've been great here, and they are a great source of just listing your home and looking for homes uh, that are for sale. But um, social media has been huge, so we, we take a couple, you know, we'll probably reach out to you and ask you for testimony later. Um, but, you know, we'll take a couple that sold in Springville and then target everybody on Facebook in Springville and in a seven-mile radius because most people move within seven miles. And we'll show that the Bets just sold their home and saved $10,000 and had a great time you know, with Homie. And so then we'll blast that out, people watch that video. We've had thousands of views there. We also did our own little viral marketing video. Um, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Harmon's Brothers, um, their type of videos. I think they're, they're kind of the innovators of this five minute commercial. And it's like a little short comedy sketch that they've done with Studio C and a few of these, these different actors in companies like Chatbooks, uh, Fiberfix, um, Poopery. They've done a great job. So we did a similar model to, to them and had 1.5 million views within a few weeks. So those have been our biggest marketing channels. The billboards, surprisingly, also to us, we were pretty shocked that those were as effective as they are, but they've been wonderful, especially when competitors throw up billboards against us. Yeah. That, that That's made them even more powerful, so we've appreciated that. Um, so yeah, that, that's where Mike was saying our we feel pretty confident in our marketing channel because that's what's actually worked. So even though KSL has been a great partner, they haven't necessarily been the largest part of of that marketing
2: piece.
3: I'd like to add, if I could, you know, yeah. we we have great relationships with uh, Zillow. Zillow drives a lot of traffic for us as well, and uh, you know, we'll leverage what we need to in those markets, whether that's a Craigslist or a smaller version of a, KXL, a KSL or whatever. We'll develop relationships there. We'll go leverage those opportunities as we, as, as we can. And, and luckily, Zillow's there too. They, they've been kind of driving some business for us as well.
1: Yeah, and, and it, looking at our metrics, we're pulled. We're pulled to so many states already. We had a builder in, I think, Minnesota early on that had about 20 properties that he wanted us to, to list in Minnesota. We weren't ready. Out of the surrounding states, Arizona's been pulling us more than anything else. So we're definitely looking at that and, and looking at our metrics. So, in terms of this being a unique area, Um, We we do feel like millennials are kind of our target, and there is a younger population here in Utah. There's a lot of different uh, universities close by, higher educated population. Uh, But we're going to drill into those areas within the major metros that look similar to Salt Lakes. But just due to the fact that we've been pulled so much based on our analytics, uh, we're, we're confident that people worldwide want to save money.
0: Let's open it up. And remember to repeat the question, gentlemen. Uh, Raise your hand. I I could do this all day, too, but uh, yeah
3: The question is what do we do to help the homeowner price a home? Uh, So when you come to homey and you list with us uh, We go get all of the data. We run the comparables We we have someone who puts that together for you and says here's the data and you look at that data and you place yourself Uh, You might know a little bit about your neighbors that maybe we don't know Uh, maybe you ask us uh, for more deliberate advice as that conversation goes, we provide lots of data from publicly available sources, collect it together, give it to you, let you make a good decision there.
1: And, and we're, we're very similar to a lot of existing real estate brokerages. We have a pricing expert who's been a realtor for a number of years. So, uh, you know, we, we have several of these people that look at that data and also help make analysis of what they feel from their own experience. Everything we do is a combination of of humans and tech. So it's not just pure analytics that shooting this out but we share that with our clients and I think if you look a lot of the negative posts on Facebook or a lot of our anything you see that it's coming back at us everyone says we underprice homes and everyone says we overprice homes so I mean those are a lot of the similar complaints that we're getting but the truth is we provide the data and our clients choose what they wanna sell their home for even though we might try to say, well, there's a home that, that we know of that's priced $25,000 more than it probably should be. We've let the client know, but that's their choice. And if you don't get that many tours, you're gonna to have to lower the price. And knowing that we list on every single website anyone else does, if you're not getting tours, it's not because of Homie. it's most likely because you're out pricing your home.
3: And I'll add real quick, too, the pricing is challenging. Um, it's not extremely straightforward, uh, especially from a technology perspective. I just heard yesterday, I was told that Zillow put another bounty on their Zestimate. This time it's a million bucks. If you can derive, build some sort of formula that will come up with a more accurate pricing engine than what they currently have, you can put a million bucks in your pocket. So they definitely believe that there's value there to putting some technology behind it.
1: Yeah, and, and Zillow is actually pretty good with their Zestimate. Outside of Utah inside of Utah. It's awful because we're a non-disclosure state They cannot get the data to know all the home's price. So, I mean if you look at it And you want to base it off of your Zestimate on Zillow it could be a hundred thousand higher or a hundred thousand lower I mean and it varies and they're and again they're working on it They're, they're paying a million dollar bounty to college kids to try to figure out a better algorithm, but um, You do have to be careful with some of those tech companies that are just shooting that data out, that don't have access to the local MLS data. Repeating the question, so regulations, how do we deal with regulations as Tesla and Uber and all these other guys have faced? We've battled that, we're battling it, and I think we're going to continue to battle it. But here in Utah, we wanted to be the opposite. And so we looked at two laws that we felt were completely legit, just like Zillow and KSL can advertise homes without being licensed brokers. We thought, great, we'll advertise homes without being licensed brokers. And the other thing was we knew that we couldn't give advice or help people through negotiations unless we were licensed or you could be an attorney. Attorneys are exempt from being licensed agents. So with those two laws, we move forward. And all the other things like building an ad, uh, those can be done by admins. Even within real estate brokerages, you don't need to be a licensed agent to like build an ad and publish photos or take photos. We knew we could do that with humans. Any negotiation could be done with attorneys. And we thought it actually might be a better experience having a real estate attorney than a realtor who might have gotten their license in two weeks where, you know, a lawyer, real estate lawyer has to go to school for seven plus years and study real estate. So we thought this is a great business model. We went forward with it and it really freaked out uh, the division of real estate. It freaked out a lot of other people. Tons of complaints went to the division of real estate. I've done my best to try to become friends just to talk through everything, be an open book, on our business model and I feel like we've succeeded there in March of of this year they asked us to go ahead and get our license they felt that what we were doing was outside of the norm and we discussed as a team and we actually volunteered to to become a broker we didn't think it would hurt our business at all in fact we thought it would help us it would give us MLS data it would give us a lot of different touch points that we didn't have previously so since June we're officially licensed broker We've had a good relationship with the division at this point. There's still a few things that going back and forth with them on, but it's been a positive relationship, and I think we're going to be just fine here at Utah moving forward and in other states. I think in other states, will just go in as a brokerage and not even have that question. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Our pricing's been a deliberate decision with our investors, so we wanted to go and just get market share. And as Clint mentioned, you know, we're one of the top brokers in the state today in terms of total new listings. So we started out at 300 bucks, you know, and of course nobody can operate at 300 bucks, but we raised a lot of money. Our investors said, go do it, go make it happen. So we did. We've now raised our pricing a little bit and we're planning on raising it a little bit more too. But if you look at a $300,000 home, we guarantee to save three percent so there's six percent so on a three hundred thousand dollar home that's eighteen grand we guarantee to save nine thousand of that we still recommend you paying three percent to a buyer agent most people hire buyer agents to take them around and so you don't want to miss out on buyers that they might have so we guarantee to save that three percent so that's nine grand so we have quite a bit of wiggle room you know we might charge fifteen hundred two thousand you know if we charge two thousand you're still saving seven grand But um, right
2: now our fee's 900 bucks, so you might wanna sign up now. Just um, soundboard off that a little bit. It's sort of a Utah culture to build a cash flow positive business and we do have a line of sight to being profitable and we're burning you know a substantial amount of cash right now for us it's really diving into the mortgage business and the real estate business on the transaction side and we're gonna have positive unit economics by the end of this year I mean that's kind of unheard of right um, so that'll allow us to be sustainable and it's all about unit economics you know it's all about unit economics is once you stop the growth engine then the cash flow engine kicks in right and we're not even talking about marketplace revenue or revenue stacking or home insurance Insurance and home warranty, et cetera. Like that's just gonna be better. In Entrada, we talked about going international, we talked about doing all
1: these other things, but it took us a whole decade just to service the US market. We have so much we need to accomplish. And as Mike said, you know, he said our technology is pretty good. It's not where we want it to be, and there's so much work to be done just to get it to where we feel it it's it's pretty solid. We know where it is today. We can help people and save thousands, but it's just not that experience where we're 100%, where, where we want it to be. We want to hire a team of another 50 developers to get there. And have you thought about what your strategy is? To uh, yeah, and I do not repeat. The previous question was if we were going to enter the commercial market, so I don't need to rewind that. But uh, th- th- this question's on competition. You know, Are some of the powerhouse brokerages or powerhouse tech companies going to come in and copy what we're doing? I think it's inevitable. I, I think they ought to. I think they should move as soon as humanly possible, knowing what, what we've experienced. But we feel like we have a pretty good head start. Um, in terms of Zillow, their model is actually making money off of real estate agents. If they wanna compete with that group, they're gonna lose clients super fast. They're publicly traded. It's probably not gonna happen. I mean, if, if that is a deliberate decision they make, that, that's great. I think with companies like us, we actually might drive more business to Zillow in the short term, because a lot of agents that don't list on Zillow might want to start doing that to get more leads if we make it more competitive. So, Zillow actually might be a good stock to invest in. Um, you know, Redfin, you know, they're a discount broker. They just announced, you know, a lowering of commission, you know, down to 1% and 1% percent's not bad. You know, again, on a $300,000 home, that'd be three grand. Still, you know, compared to our 900, it's, it's a little bit different but everyone will go this route in our opinion and it's just a, it's a matter of time but yeah, with the with the growth that we have, the traction we have, the requests coming out of state, we feel like we're in a pretty good position. Hence, the trip to the Bay Area next week to raise a lot more money. Yeah, so repeating that question, it, it's basically all the legal exposure that could that could happen to a person that's trying to do something on their own, um, that that might not be as closely watched. If you had a specific individual, an agent, just taking care of every little thing. Um, the experience we've had we completely agree you know there's so many things you have to pay attention to and you know where we, we we not only have realtors working with us we also have attorneys so we have that those attorneys to protect you legally right then and there instead of having to hire an attorney later on if something went wrong if you did hire an agent that was inexperienced versus professional that's been around for 10 15 20 years you might be forced to hire a lawyer we feel that those protections are in place plus We do have a quality check on on every deal that comes through and there are a million things you have to check and as a startup we've missed a few of those. We've had a few mistakes but we learn every single time and with software you can put procedures and processes in place to make sure it never happens again versus human error. So we feel like tech actually protects you more in that instance. With the, the Division of Real Estate, they just published a newsletter that came out in September with like 30 new regulations. And we just kind of throw up our hands and be like, great, <laughs> 30 new tech pieces we have to add to to make sure none of that happens. But if you're just an individual having to pay attention to that as a realtor and go drum up your own leads and drop your contracts and help people through clothes, like it's so much to remember. And that's where we feel like tech is just a, it's a great asset to have, whether whether you're a realtor or whether you're us as a tech company yeah the question is if our attorneys are included with our fee and they are they're included i got a strong opinion on that one too so we've focused on the sell side grabbing inventory that's been our focus and and this is why when you hire somebody to sell something for you they should sell it and this industry there's some things i just can't stand about this industry if you hire a traditional agent to sell your home they put it on all the sites but the majority of the time they never show your home they have some other random agent come in and put in a code and get in your house so for us what's been difficult is getting into those homes we wanted our buyers just to go and get into homes out there if it's listed with an agent yeah, go go call the agent and the agent that's selling the home will say, no, I'm not going to show it. And it just boggles my mind. Like you're being paid to sell that home, yet you're not going to show it. And we've had a ton of backlash around this. So this has forced us to go and hire door openers that are licensed agents. We have to hire door openers. That's the craziest thing. So our people have to go around and open the doors and let buyers in. And we're fine with it. We're, we're moving forward with it. It's, it's forcing us to increase our price a little bit because of that, which is hurting the consumer in general. But for the most part, our focus is on sellers and getting a bigger group of, of homes so that anybody can see the home. We're happy to sell it to anybody, whether they're with a traditional agent or not. Our best interest is for our clients. Not really. If you think about it, if there's an oversupply, you know, or, or even if we have a downturn in the economy, people will be struggling to sell their home. And if that's the case, they're going to be losing equity, losing money on monthly payments. They'll need to save money even more. And that's where we come in.
0: Please join me in thanking the Homey co-founders. I want to thank the founders of homie for coming on today's show. Today's show is brought to you by Silicon Slopes Tech Summit and Solution Reach. Happening January 18th through 19th, tickets to Utah's premier tech event can be had by going to siliconslopesummit.com That's siliconslopesummit.com And get your next job at Solution Reach by visiting solutionreach.com slash careers. This show is recorded inside the Silicon Slope studio and produced by our good friend Dave. Signing off for now, my name is Clint Betts. And this has been another episode of the Silicon Slopes podcast. Best job ever. You won't be the first person at Solution Reach to say that. Not even the second. Go check them out at www.solutionreach.com careers. They're always looking to add new talent to the team, and it's a team that's truly making a difference in healthcare, better connecting patients to their providers, not to mention the awesome new building they've got, free CrossFit and yoga classes, the whole nine yards. Visit solutionreach.com slash careers, check out the open positions listed, and hopefully you'll find that growing list who are saying, best job ever. solutionreach.com slash careers.